Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Desmond Johnson on the Believe and Carolina Panthers podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe if you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available in your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. Welcome into a brand new edition of the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson, joined by the Carolina Panthers all-time lead and rusher, Jonathan Stewart. Skylar Callahan will return this Friday, uh, beat writer for the Panthers and the Charlotte Hornets for Sports Illustrated. Uh, literally just walked back into his door uh, from his honeymoon, just got married last week. He was out all last week. And uh, actually, we could have used him today because there's been a lot of uh, transactions going on. Uh, of course, we're your spot to get all your latest news and notes. Um, we will get into this game from Sunday. Panthers falling on the road to the Cincinnati Bengals in a blowout. 42-21 to 21 was your final, and honestly, it wasn't that close. We'll uh, give you our observations on that game. Uh, short week, Carolina taking on Atlanta on, uh, this Thursday, Amazon Prime. Uh, Carolina's only primetime game of the season. We'll talk about that. Uh, for all the Panther fans that are standing on that ledge right now and looking over and wondering if you want to just go ahead and jump over, I'll just leave you with the words of my man, Jonathan Stewart, who sent this through to us in our group text uh, late last night. You just, I like how you slipped it in there, too. <laughs> you were just like, guys, we're still in it. <laughs> and I just I, I stared at that text for like five <laughs> straight minutes when you sent it through. I just stared at it. I was like doing the calculations in your brain. Yeah, like, I was uh... just like we're two and seven. How are we still? We are still in it. There's eight games left in this. What is happening? Like this, this has got to be one of the weirdest seasons in Carolina Panthers history in terms of just everything that has happened so far. We're only halfway through this season. So I get it. Uh, I know a lot of you guys were ready to throw in the towel. You're already looking at the draft and all this other stuff. Just hold tight. That's what we're here for at the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast. Either way, you know, we're going to have fun. So we're going to figure out a way to keep you entertained uh, twice a week. Um, our Thursday show will be Friday uh, since the Panthers are paying on Thursday. Before we get into all this stuff, we'll get you caught up on everything that's happened over the past 24 hours. A word from our buddies over at Bet Online. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. And that is from Bet Online, where the game starts. And where we start is a recap of this uh, 
game. <laughs> I don't really know. It just felt like you start this off because I don't even know how to express in the words like the, the vibe yesterday flat. Maybe that's the best way to put it. They just came out flat, like both sides. Yeah. And I don't I have no explanation for it. What were your thoughts? Uh, it's exactly that. I mean, we've been playing really upbeat. You know, the energy's been there the last couple of weeks, even last week when we lost to the Falcons. Um, the energy was there. And I don't know what it was, but it just seemed like we were real lethargic. Um, uh, you know, responding to where the ball's going on defense seemed very delayed. Um, like the anticipation there, uh, just fundamental things, to be honest, you know, you know, outside contain, you know, on, on defense that, that did not happen. Um, yeah. I mean, I think, I think Mixon had two, at least two of those touchdowns were bouncing oh, it outside. So, um, it was, it was I, almost like the Panthers defense decided that they weren't going to tackle properly yesterday. Like that was one of the things to that. I'm not yeah. saying was the Panthers defense that lost this game, they had a hand mm-hmm. in it, but it just felt like, I don't know the past couple of weeks they were tackling gang tackling kind of, yeah, and they were and, not but, doing that yesterday. And I just feel like that was a testament to the energy and just resp- like trusting their instinct, knowing where they got to be. Um, and just, you know, answering the call. Uh, I don't think we did that on both sides, on either side of the ball um, yesterday. I have to admit, this is really the first time I've really sat here and looked at this box score. Um, And it's uh, (laughs) – I have to laugh at it. I'm just like – I don't even know if we could have did this if we intentionally tried to do this yesterday. Um, uh, John Walker – or John Jenkins, excuse me, uh, fan of the program – uh, he's been on this whole Walker Wonder, this hashtag thing, and we were like, let's give PJ a couple games to see how this plays out. Usually the law of averages will kind of get you to a mean, and uh, he wants to apologize to us. Walker Wonder was not witness. He may have jinxed him with this overhype. Uh, maybe. I-, I didn't realize. PJ was three for ten for nine yards passing yesterday um, with two interceptions. Yeah, he <laughs> – that, that won't get done, but – Man, I don't know. It's 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 uh, tough because travel traveling on the road. I don't know what the environment was like there. I don't know if it was loud. I don't know if the turf was cold. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what was going on. But you know, man, that's oh. not obviously it's going back to the trend of three and outs. Right? You can't you can't make you can't win games if you're going three and out. Um, and if you're a defense that can't get off the field. You know, that's not helping either. And, uh, <laughs> it, I mean, the running game, we couldn't get the running game going. A, 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 a team that it rushed for over 170 yards on average the two games prior rushed for 64 yards yesterday. Uh, Deonta Foreman, seven carries for 23 yards. Spencer Brown, three carries for 16 yards. Like, there just wasn't anything going on. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, most of these stats came in the second half after the game was decided. Carolina was down 35 to zero at the, at the half. And uh, there was one moment in the game when I knew it was over, when it was a wrap. And it, was, it was about, I think it was second quarter, when uh, when the Bengals scored on that pick six touchdown and they did the remember the Titans walk out on us. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like <laughs> they all got in the thing and started, ah, uh, uh, they started doing that. And I was like, oh, this is over. I see this on Friday nights. <laughs> like, I, this is, I, 
I see. And they're out here doing this to us in the second quarter. Like it, yeah. I, I, I tweeted it like the um the high school team that I do play by play for, my alma mater, East Forsyth here in North Carolina. Uh, they're undefeated. They're a high seed. The state playoffs have started. They they played ten games in the regular season, and six of them we were on a running clock starting the third quarter. Uh, in North Carolina, if you're up by forty two points at any point in the game, they start a running clock where it doesn't stop for halftime or whatever. It felt like that on Sunday. Like it felt like we were. It felt like I was watching a team play an inferior team, and they were just doing whatever they wanted. And it's usually what I see on Fridays. You see that more often at the high school level, not at the pro level, because most of these teams are fairly even in terms of talent and the roster. Of course, some are going to have more stars than others, but the, the the base of most of these teams are pretty much the same. And it just felt like it felt like preparation yesterday. And I don't want to put that on uh, Steve Wilkes and the coaching staff. It just looked like they got blitzed yesterday. And I honestly, I have no explanation for it. I know you guys come here for uh, analysis and, you know, good times, but I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I have no yeah. clue what happened yesterday. Like, I was not expecting that. Well, I can tell you what happened. 30 first downs <laughs> to 13 first downs. Oh, God. Two, two for eight third down efficiency came pretty much in the second half. Um, 48 total plays, 72 plays. Listen, this is kind of the same same stuff we were doing early on in the season. And I don't know, man. Like, often if your defense is struggling to stop the run, your offense has to do its job by staying on the field too. So that's not complimentary football. The last two weeks we've been playing complimentary football, giving ourselves an absolute good chance of winning games. Yesterday was not complimentary um, from any vantage point, right? So yeah. I think, you know, that's where I, I don't know if it's, you know, like game plans that you're like, refer, like to me, it didn't really look like our game plan was, you know, I don't know. I don't see I didn't see any similarities to previous weeks as far as you know starting the game off and committing to you know the line of scrimmage. You know, how do um, you control the line of scrimmage? I was gonna ask this question, but uh it's open mailbag. We we basically every episode's open mailbag. So if you're watching this on YouTube on the Tobacco Road Sports Radio YouTube channel or uh on Facebook Watch. Uh, you can ask us questions while we're live doing this show, and we will incorporate you into the game or into the uh, the show. Donald Duck asked, "Does yesterday's performance hinder Steve Wilkes' chance for head coach next season? And does confirm that Golden Corral won't get a fair shot?" I assume he's talking about Matt Corral. In my opinion, I would prefer drafting Will Anderson over CJ or Bryce. Um, I don't know if one game does Steve Wilkes in, considering he just fired uh, two staff members today, um, and we'll get to that in just a second. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure this is his to run for the rest of the year. Now, going into next year, I we don't know what David Tepper's uh, preference is. I love Steve Wilkes, uh, but y'all know where I stand. I, I've been on this bus since yes, uh, last week. I want Jim Harbaugh. I wanted Jim Harbaugh three years ago when we hired Matt Rule. And I think for me, it's even worse now because I saw David Tepper give Matt Rule $65 million. So I'm like, why not give uh, Jim Harbaugh $80 million and come in here and do what he wanted to do? That's why he's not in the pros. He left San Francisco because they wouldn't give him the type of roster control 
that Jim Harbaugh wanted in San Francisco. Like that, that's why he left. He was having a clash with the front office and they wouldn't let him have that kind of authority. Matt rule got that authority walking in the door and he never won anything. Jim Harbaugh has been to the college football playoff and a Super Bowl in the past 10 years. Like, go get that dude. Keep Steve Wilkes as your defensive coordinator. That that would be my dream scenario. If it's Steve Wilkes, that means we had a five, six game winning streak somewhere along this stretch and things are looking up. So either way, I feel pretty good about wherever they go with this coaching uh, carousel or whatnot. But yeah. the quarterbacks, I'm not sure about. Uh, they did answer this question. Skyler did just post a uh, – an article on a SI uh, about the starting quarterback situation. Uh, PJ will start uh, this Thursday night, which makes sense. It's a short week and he's the one that's most able. Sam Darnold just came off of the IR today or he's available starting today. So it's a crowded quarterback room. They did cut uh, rookie Jacob Easton a little bit earlier uh, to make room on the roster uh, for Sam coming back. Um, Brad Tippett and who will be the vet QB they have on the roster com- to complement basically two rookie quarterbacks. So he's you, you guys are thinking ahead. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are way ahead. I'm not gonna we lie got- to you. I'm not even that far ahead and yeah. I need to be ahead. We're eight, we got eight games to go. We, we got, got two eight. whole months of football left. Yeah. And I think what's happening right now is people everyone needs to get off. You need to spend time away from your phone, first of all, because all yeah. y'all do is just <laughs> click on things, purchase things immediately. The instant gratification in our society is messing up sports. Yep. It's messing everything up, right? There's a process to this. It's not a seven-year process, but it's it's a process, <laughs> right? Like, Steve Wilkes has these guys playing. Yesterday was not a great show. It was not a great show. And we just listed off the things of why it wasn't. But I can tell you this. Players play and coaches coach. I'll, I'll take that to the grave. And we've seen what these players can do and what ignites them underneath Coach Wilkes. So there's no question to that of who Coach Wilkes is as a, as a coach, as a leader of men. Um, all this coaching talk, it's, it's time for us to really say, hey, players got to play, okay? And I'm pretty sure if you listen to anything that's being said, you know, interviews or you know locker room talk those guys are in there looking at themselves in the mirror and saying we got to play better and that's playing playing as day um and and it's fun that when it comes down to it it's fundamentals pitch and catch tackle set the edge block stuff we run, talked about run the year and, and, and i will and i'll tell you from experience like all those things sound easy right <laughs> <laughs> Sound easy, but the game is hard. It's a man's game. This is not a game where you just, you know, go put on a uniform and because you're stacked up on the roster that you just go out there and you win a game based off of what the paper says. It's not Madden. That's the no. that's the thing I tell people all the time. This is not Madden, you know, where you can construct a roster and things are supposed to go a certain way because you can control them with your hands. That's right. not what this is. That's why yeah. I get irritated when people are like, uh, well, we should get CJ Stroud with the third pick of the draft. We don't know where we're picking. We don't know yeah. who's going to be like, stop it. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's stop, stop. It's no, it's Look. early November. I get it. We're two and seven. I, I totally get it. Cause but, I just want to let y'all know in January, when we in the playoffs, <laughs> if we are in those playoffs <laughs> in January, 
I'm looking at everybody. I'm going. I'm going to go through and type in and on Twitter and search and searching words. Panthers, like anything bad about the Panthers, I'm gonna. I'm gonna search it and I'm gonna block every single person that says something bad. You, you realize to get to your 10 win uh, prediction, we have to win every game left on the schedule. Yeah, <laughs> like hey, look, there's no room we, for error. Hey, we, 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 we might not get through 10 wins, but the playoffs <laughs> are still there. Well, let me, you know what? I, with all of this, I, I literally unplugged after that game. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to watch any more games. I'm not going to do nothing. Like my weekend has been weird. I'm just not going to yeah. do it. I, I want to see the, uh, the NFC South standings. Um, and you're absolutely right. The Bucks are the Bucks and the Falcons are at the top of the Bucks lead because they beat the Falcons earlier this year. They're both four and five. The Saints are three and five. Uh, we're two and seven. We're two games out of first. Um, and we beat Tampa already once. So as weird as it and sounds, we beat the Saints already once. We beat the Saints already once. It, so we, we, if we this next game is very pivotal. It really lie. is. <laughs> it really is. Like it's it's crazy because you know something that's weird about it too. The Falcons basically did Falcon stuff yesterday. Uh the Chargers tried to give the game away. The Falcon, what happened? The Falcons got a fumble recovery, fumbled on the fumble recovery. The the, the Chargers got the yeah, they recovery like, on they the was game. playing with that 28-3 team. <laughs> Yeah. So the Falcons are they've clearly none none of these teams in the NFC South are like one of these top teams that we're seeing. They're not even like a Minnesota that's not getting talked about and they're, you know, they've lost one game or whatever so far this season. They're not even that. They're not the Chiefs, they're not the Bills, they're not even like the Ravens or or the Titans. There's no team in this division that all of us should just be like they're just light years ahead of. And I can keep saying that while we've got road to drive on we still have again two months here there's enough time to get a little streak going a little two game three game streak i'm not saying they will and matter of fact i haven't seen anything to suggest they will but that opportunity is there and they are getting some people back healthy um and they're starting to get into division play which again i've just laid out all those games i don't know how you can favor any team over the other team (laughs) in this division so the next the next we play on thursday i want them to force feed deontay from first of all Yes, four speed him. What did he have? Force he had uh, seven he carries. Had seven carries. Force feed that man. No, well, some of that's because we got down so fast. I would imagine. I know, I know, I know. Don't but panic. To Don't your defense, panic. they didn't throw it very far when they had to get in situations to get down the field. They still didn't let PJ throw it down the field. Right. So, I mean, DJ Moore didn't get a pass until the second half. Yep, see that we can't do this. We can't we can't feed Deontay Foreman, feed DJ Moore early and often. That's just that's that that's the name of the game. Coach Wilkes is live at the podium right now. Um you know what? We might flip over to that in just a bit. Uh Willie Smith, thank you for your managed and realistic expectations for the Panthers. I don't know. Stu said we're gonna win 10 games, so I don't know if it's I don't know if it's managed and realistic. Listen, listen. He's just sticking to the script. That's where he's been at for like a month and a half. So I respect hey, the game, you know. I'm a, I'm a man of my word. <laughs> I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't backtracking on nothing. It's going to be a hard task. <laughs> it, it, so we, yeah. we will know if it's achievable on Thursday. On Thursday, <laughs> I might change my tune, okay, uh, depending on what happens. I think they All can right? pull this off. I mean, they're at home. I mean, this is a home game Thursday night. They haven't won a road game all year, but they have won the two games they've won. They've been at Bank of America Stadium. 
they should have beat Atlanta the first time. So it's kind of like, you know, it, it's not like it's it's far fetched. And Atlanta's kind of banged up a little bit. So um, let's before we go a little bit further, let's go ahead and drop in on uh on Steve Wilkes here and see what he's got to say because uh, I'm curious myself. We're not gonna stay here very long, but let's uh let's check them out here. Uh, here's Steve Wilkes at the podium. This is courtesy of. Uh, this is courtesy of Panthers' uh, YouTube channel. Uh, let's just hear what he's got to say. In the quarterback room to keep all three of these guys. Think you're going to make a move. You know, right, right now we have no uh, ambitions or conversations about trying to move anyone. Going back to yesterday for a bit, you were able to get um, Amari Barno, Brandon Smith, the games, some young guys that was getting in. Uh, obviously, they came in into the game at that point. Uh, it was good for those guys to be able to come in and get some quality reps uh, in, in, in the game. Uh, we, we're constantly still trying to develop these young guys. Uh, we feel real good about those guys. That's the reason why we drafted them. Uh, I thought they, they flew around and did some good things. Brandon had a TFL that he had missed a tackle in the backfield and jet sweep. So uh, just that speed on the field to me is important. And, and that's what you saw at times where we were lagging a little bit. I think he's a dynamic player, uh, running game, uh, as well as in the kicking game where he initially establishes his reputation and, and uh, name in this league. So uh, he's definitely going to create a spark for them. And as someone already alluded to, we got to do a great job stopping the run this week. You have been very happy to see him around. This about tanking. You said it, I think, at least two different times. What was your reaction to you when folks see what PJ did yesterday with the 0-1-0 and still the starting quarter? Um, I would say probably uh, trust the process uh, and trust my decision-making. That's what I would tell them. Um, and once again, uh, we all have bad games. Um, PJ wasn't the only one, so um, we got to play, play on Thursday. I convince everybody if we go all bad games. You know? I'm ready to go so, play right now through this. I know, right? <laughs> and, um, One person's out there talking about you know, we'll him the things that he needs <laughs> from a game plan standpoint. He can go out and execute. <laughs> we'll wait for this decision to different games on Sunday, not Thursday. It's hard to say about that, Darren. No. Um, Again, I'm only going based off, you know, what we're doing this week and, and when we're playing. So I couldn't really answer that in regards to Sunday. We'll leave it right there. Um, some some interesting questions there in the little piece that we showed. Uh, friend of the program, Joe Person, asking the question about the tanking or whatever. They're not tanking. They're trying to win football games. Like, they're not trying to lose football games. They're trying to win them. They just, they just got bulldozed Sunday. Uh, the Bengals look like they came out focused with a specific plan of attack and they executed it like to perfection. <laughs> Meanwhile, we just had things kind of snowball. And when you get a team that starts to run it on you like that, but we, that's yeah. why we, that's what we wanted on our end. That's what we got the past two weeks. But, and then Derek Brown got sick or something in the middle of the game. So that's out the middle of your uh, defensive line. Jeremy Chin didn't play uh, yesterday. He was able to, but not he'll play Thursday. If I'm not mistaken, um, Dante Jackson didn't play yesterday. So, that's your starting cornerback that's out. Uh, it, I mean, it was just kind of a perfect recipe for disaster. And 
that's what happened. So we're not going like to. I like the point that he was making there, too, is, you know, getting the young guys some opportunity for some reps. And it almost leads me to think that this game, how I said last week, this is this game, it matters, but it don't. Mm-hmm. The Falcons game is the one that matters. Yeah. So especially going into a game on a short week, keep the guys that you're going to need fresh. Keep them like ready to go so that way you can actually go unload on somebody because what you then have is like, what, eight days until your next game? <laughs> yeah, it's almost like a mini buy, really. So yeah, you can so... get people healthy. Um, uh-huh. You, my boy, Blue, I've said this before. I've said this to Skyler all of last year and then the beginning of this year. My favorite thing about Coach Wilkes is that he doesn't sound like a used car salesman. He sounds accountable. Uh, yeah. I rolled in. Yeah, he ain't <laughs> sandwiching nothing. Nah, he's just telling you straight up what's going on. This is my thought process. Even just a little bit we just watched. Yeah. Uh, I mean, trust the process and trust my decision making. Yeah, that's Move what on. I did. Yeah, I'm the one that made the decision. Like, you know, so I like I like the the bluntness. It's not even like arrogance either. It's just like you ask the question, I'm gonna answer it. The shortness. Yeah, there's no there's no vague gray area of what did that mean or did he skip around the question or any of that stuff. He didn't really do that yet. Um, I'm looking through. It's open mailbag uh, day here as uh, Panther Nation's trying to get through. Uh, one of the worst defeats that we've had in quite some time. Actually, I was trying to think of one that was worse than that one yesterday. At one point, it was 42-0 to zero before Baker came in and started cleaning up a little bit. Um, Michael uh, Widrick echoes our sentiment here. I hope Deonta Foreman gets more carries and the defense gets back at Atlanta. So do we. Like, Hopefully, they didn't get uh, you know left behind or whatever uh, up in Cincinnati. Hopefully, they'll be ready to go. Willie Smith, it looks like we were between the Falcons game and had not transitioned to play the Bengals. Um, I, that thought crossed my mind, actually, watching the game, that maybe do you think that they were still emotionally attached to that game from last Sunday, the way they lost that game to the Falcons? Or does that even exist uh, in a professional athlete's mind? That's a good question to ask you. Like, Do you guys carry outcomes of games previously, the game before, into the next week? Or is it truly a clean slate focus on the team in front of you? I mean – I think it's definitely uh, it's a challenge. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, looking at that game, the Cleveland. You talking about the Cleveland game um, yeah. with the Bengals? Or no, just no for us. Like losing the way we did to the Falcons the week before. Do you, does does that carry over into the next week where it could be the flat performance because they're still thinking about the Falcons, especially since they got to play them again? I, mean, in days? I think it could also. It, like the lingering effect, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Of just the the thing, the intensity, um, the emotion, you know, it's a very draining type of game. You know, you have it takes a while to recover from that throughout a week, even um, to not just lose, but to lose the way they did when they had it right there in their hand, you know. And um, but good teams know how to shake those off, so. If that's if if we're gonna you know lay our head on the fact that they were thinking about last week's loss, um, you had you had you had all week to lick those wounds and, and then move on. So, but I will say, um, like going back to what I was thinking about the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals, mm-hmm. you know the Cincinnati Bengals got embarrassed because Cleveland was running that rock whenever they wanted to. 
Yeah. And bang and the Bengals did it <laughs> and they couldn't. Um so I I'm pretty sure when you lose a game like that, your coaching staff is in those meeting rooms saying, Hey, this is the challenge. I'm challenging you guys to rise above what this game was and we got the Panthers next week. I don't know what their rank is in, in run stop, but it's not that great. So if we can't run on them, then shame on us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, from Joe Burrow's standpoint is, you know, who are you without your top receiver? You know what I'm saying? So a lot of those questions are floating around and, you know, a lot of guys saying, you know, I don't take them serious. Desmond calling them fraudulent. So he probably heard you call them fraudulent. Wait, hold on. What? Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, what now? Yeah. I didn't call the yeah. Bengals I didn't call the Bengals fraudulent. That was the dude. Uh, that's Cam Rogers from Believe. He's the one that called him fraudulent. I was just like, okay. He, so, he yeah. predicted us to win this game and said that the yeah. Bengals would basically. Yeah, Cam Rogers. Yeah, Cam Rogers did. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Me in it, but no, but, no, yeah. no. Yeah, let me. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Yeah, I ain't putting that on you. My bad. My bad. My dog. My bad. My dog. But no, nah, he uh, and I already hit him Sunday before the game was over. I was like, this did not age well. Like this was, <laughs> this was not a good take. Uh, yeah. uh, that game to me felt like the Bengals' offensive line took it personally. Like they took yeah. that game over. Like the, our defensive line was getting pushed back two, three yards into our yeah. linebacking core, and Mixon wasn't getting touched for the. For, I mean, as a as a former running back, those are the games you would love. I'd have to assume the ones where you don't even get contact until three, four yards past the line of scrimmage. And you're and you playing pickables. Yeah, you just I mean you're playing backyard ball at that point. So I mean, Mixon had himself a day. He rushed for uh 153 yards. He had four touchdowns on the ground. He had another one in the air, five touchdowns total. I think he tied the Bengals franchise record for touchdowns in a game or something crazy. Um yeah. they had the ball twice as long as us. They had it for 39 minutes. We only had it for 20. Uh we only had 18 rushing attempts the entire game. We only had 30 passing attempts the entire game. Like it just, yeah. it just, it was just a, like former coach John Fox would say, it was just a bad day to have a bad day. Um, yeah. And, and that's what it is. We're going to just, <laughs> yeah, we're going to do this with that. Cause I don't even think they're going to look at that film. They probably maybe glanced at it a little bit this morning. I wouldn't yeah. even bother to look at it. I'd just be like, look, uh, we got Joe, Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon in that meeting room just watching his big runs. That's all he's Oh, yeah, just sitting with some popcorn. Like, big, hey, watch, watch what run, I do to this <laughs> big, big runs, yards over five, yards <laughs> over 10, yards over 15, and all the touchdown runs. Brad Holt, how does a whole defense break down? Again, I, I think it was just a cumulative effect of that first quarter. They took that first drive down and scored a touchdown. So, uh, hit you right in the face. They get the ball back after we go three and out. They go right back down, score a touchdown. Mm, hit you in the face. You're down 14 to nothing already. It's like halfway through the first quarter. And it just kind of kept going and going where it was like mm-hmm. every time they touched the ball, they would run it down our throats. It's one of those things where I've said I'm old school. I prefer a team that runs first because I feel like that breaks your spirit faster than, uh, you know, I, who was it? Pat Mahomes that threw for like, 60-something attempts yesterday or 70 or something crazy uh, yesterday. Tom Brady threw for over 50 times yesterday. Those you, those aren't sustainable to me. You can't do that every game. Uh, you can run the ball 30 times a game if you really want to. You, you really can. Um, you got to. It's a mentality. Cincinnati came out with a mentality to run this football. And look, look at Joe Burrow's stats in this game. He was 22 for 28, 206 yards, one touchdown. And that was to Joe Mixon. <laughs> so, I mean, all he did was game manage really yesterday. He didn't have his top receiver. He completed passes. 
He moved the sticks. That's all he had to do yesterday. If they needed 400 yard passing Joe Burrow, he can do that too. But that's all he needed. So we're going to think about this too, though, right? For offensive linemen, you would rather run block. Yes. You would rather run block if you're an offensive lineman. So you kind of look at this game, like coming off of, again, for them, the Cleveland Browns, you know, Joe Burrow had people on his lap all year. And that's been a problem for them. I think so they you want to know what they did. They adjusted and they said, hey, we're going to use this game to get back on track. Offensive line, we're going to throw you a bone and we're going to run the ball. So that way the defensive line and the defense has to be on their heels. Okay. And so when it is time to pass the ball, pass blocking protection, you know, you've you've drilled it down, you know, down there down the gut for the whole game, bruising up a defense, pass blocking all of a sudden isn't that bad. So <laughs> I mean, maybe the Bengals stumbled on a recipe for them for the rest of the year because maybe they were leaning on Burrow too much the first half of the year, which I can understand. You get a toy like that, you kind of want to play with them. Uh, but maybe they stumbled on something here with what they did yesterday, and they're only a game out of first in their division. Uh, the Ra- Well, the Ravens play tonight, but uh, the Ravens are leading that division. The, the, the Bengals are right on their tail, so, I mean, they had something to play for. Um, oh, uh, some questions from the uh, the open mailbag here. Uh, you, my boy, Blue Dante, Dante Jackson's on the sideline with a ball cap on all game. What was up with that? He was active yesterday. Uh, he was still nursing an uh, injured ankle. They basically had him dressed in an emergency situation in case they needed a cornerback real quick. Uh, that, that was the only way he was going to get in that game yesterday. Um, <clears throat> and I think someone mentioned something about Jeremy Chin uh, earlier. Brad Tippett said he hadn't been activated from IR. That is not true, Brad. He has been activated from IR. He just, they just held him out this game this past week. He will be available Thursday night. They basically held him for the division game. So uh, he will. Jeremy Chin will be playing Thursday. I would imagine Dante will play Thursday as well. Uh, they probably held him back as a precaution for that too, which goes to what Stu was saying earlier, where it almost feels like the Panthers coaching staff treated the Bengals game uh, for what it was, a non-conference game, and you got a conference game coming up four days later. Some of these guys have got some bumps and scratches and whatnot. Let's just sit them for this game, and uh, we'll, we'll I mean, look at our division. Even if we lose this game, we're still only two games back, so let's kind of play the long game here. And it, from the outside looking in, it looks utterly nuts. But it's true. <laughs> I mean, it's completely true. We're two games out of first place. We're seven and nine. Or not, oh, excuse me, two and seven. So yeah, I think that could win it. I think that could win it. Um, let's let's uh let's get into some news that happened from earlier this morning with the staff because of what happened yesterday. Uh the Panthers. Uh, fired cornerbacks coach Evan Cooper and defensive line coach Paul Pasqualoni. Uh, Steve Wilkes let them go this morning. Cooper was a Matt Rule guy. He got hired in 2020. Um, Pasqualoni came on this season. He's a former head coach at Syracuse and UConn. He's a former NFL assistant coach, college assistant coach. He's 73 years old. He's been around a lot. Uh, defensive assistant Bobby Maffei and interim defensive coordinator Al Holcomb will help with the defensive backs. Don Johnson and assistant Knight Terrence Knighton, Knighton will coach the defensive linemen. Uh, Wilkes will oversee the whole thing. Uh, Carolina was outgained 464 to 228 in the loss yesterday, giving up five rushing touchdowns. So 
kind of a surprise that they let him go. Not really, though, when you dig into who was who and what was what. I'm surprised Cooper was still here, to be honest. Uh, it seems like they cleaned out most of the Matt Rule guys on the roster. But uh, he's gone. Pasquani's gone. Um, and they did it on a Monday so they could prepare on a short week. You know, the fact that they fired some staff on a short week, I think that speaks volumes, too, that you're willing to, to switch this stuff up. And you've got three days to prep for a divisional opponent that you just saw. I don't know. It's it's uh yeah, it's an interesting time to be a Panther yeah. fan. Yeah, a lot of change, <laughs> a lot of changes, man. So if you ain't winning these games, that's what's what's bound to happen. Um here's here's a bright spot, Panther fans. Nikki Aquanu was the oh, best yeah. offensive tackle pick for this past draft. Zero sacks allowed since week two. Uh he's just gotten better and better and better as the weeks have gone on. Um as much as I've clowned Matt Rule and uh the the past couple of years, I've all I've been adamant that the one thing they were good at was drafting. Their drafts have been pretty good, in my opinion, especially the last two. Um, there were some picks you're kind of like head scratchers, but for the most part, the high picks are are stalwarts of the team. Derek Brown, Jeremy Chin, JC Horn, you know, Icky, like those are gonna be guys are gonna be here for you know a decade or whatever. So they did some good. They did some good. Um Coach Potros, it's your time to shine. Uh, did you see uh, Jeff Saturday? He's going to be the interim head coach for the Colts. Yeah. They yeah. fired Frank, right? Yeah. You ever thought about going into coaching? Me? Yeah. Boy, nah. No. They, <laughs> they, they don't get no sleep. <laughs> Steve did look like a little tired. He looked a little tired yeah, of the podium. They don't get no sleep. <laughs> only, way I go, I, only way I go coach is if, if Rivera or, uh, or Wilkes hit me up. But yeah. I know – there's that that whole world is it's a different world man like you think players like have it bad as far as time and schedule coaches don't sleep yeah at all i, would, um, I remember the, so, the stories yeah. john gruden talking about just staying at the facility and just sleeping there like during yeah. the week or whatever like i couldn't I mean, imagine i mean the situation would have to be like amazing for me to coach put it that way <laughs> <laughs> let's uh let's move ahead to thursday because since it's a thursday night game and normally we put out our preview episode on thursdays we're changing it up a little bit we're going to do a quick preview now so you'll have this throughout the week to be able to listen to or watch or whatnot the game is thursday night we'll be back friday skyler will have his triumphant return from his honeymoon probably all tan gonna come in wearing some shades sharp yeah. he's probably probably feeling probably got, great probably got a gold chain he was like, he must be in a good mood because he was like, I haven't even watched that game yet. So I was like, yeah, you haven't missed anything. <laughs> just just throw it away. He'll be back Friday, uh, and we'll do a recap of Thursday's game. Um, pa- uh, the Falcons yesterday, matter of fact, let me just go find. They lost to the Chargers 20-17. to 17. Uh, They lost. They were – they kicked the Chargers kicked a game-winning field goal um, – after I'm trying to figure out how to explain this. So they lost by three. They were tied up. The Chargers had a, a, a fumble by Austin Eckler with 34 seconds left. His fumble was recovered by Taquan Graham from the Falcons. While he was returning the football, he fumbled it. The Chargers, <laughs> Matt Feeler, the left guard, he recovered it at the Atlanta 43. Um then uh, Justin Herbert had a 22-yard pass to Joshua Palmer, and that set up the kicker's kick as time expired. 
the the loss prevented the Falcons from moving above 500 for the first time since 2017. That's something I didn't realize. Um, and they would have took control of first place. They were already in first place when the day started, but they would have took more firm control uh, over first place with a win. Uh, but right now it's just jumbled in the NFC South. Tampa Bay four and five, Atlanta four and five, New Orleans three and five, uh, Carolina two and seven. Um, your thoughts, Stu, on Thursday, and how hard is it to turn around this quickly for a player? Where did you did you like? Does any player like Thursday night games? Nah. Okay. <laughs> N A W. Um, it's just such a quick turnaround. Like usually, like Thursdays when your body's like, oh, I kind of feel like I can practice tomorrow, but instead Thursdays when you have to play. So, um, yeah, it's those a tough games, turnaround. Those but games I mean, always feel sloppy too when we watch them yeah, on TV. And I think, and I think usually the best game plan going into a Thursday night game is to run the ball, and so you already know what's expected. We need to stop the run, control the line of scrimmage like we did when we played, you know, played them last. Um, and, and really the run pass, you know, the RPO, that's where we have to be solid on defense. Oh, man. I thought about you and Skyler yesterday and that uh, – actually, I think I turned the TV off somewhere around the fourth quarter and went to listen to the rest on the radio in the car. And uh, shout-out to the Panthers radio team, Anish Shroff, Jim Zoki, all those guys. Um, when Baker came in, did you notice they started running RPO? Did you notice that? (laughs) I don't know why. I don't know what it was. I mean, I just, as soon as he came in, it was shotgun, pistol formation, that long handoff, and then Baker trying to like run to the right or the left or whatever. We haven't seen that in three weeks with PJ in there. Like why? Like, I I don't understand. Is that the only part of the playbook that Baker knew comfortably? Because maybe that's like their universal language. Um, Something. Because really sure. I, I about threw my remote control at the TV when I saw it. Like <laughs> at this point, we were already down like you know forty to zero or whatever it was. So I'm just kind of sitting there like this, like watching the game. And <laughs> Baker comes in, and they start running RPO, and I'm like, "Huh? Like, <laughs> like what, yeah. what, what is happening, Ben McAdee? Why is this happening? I noticed that, and I don't know why they were doing it." Um, Maybe they let PJ run some of those on a Thursday. Um, quick, who would you only want to coach for the Panthers? I guess that's a question of who do you want to be the, the next head coach of the Panthers, Stu? I think you're on Wilkes. board with Wilkes. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, you have, you, you've played with him before. I mean, he's been a coach on staffs of teams that you've been on before. You know the man. So, I mean, yeah. uh, it's probably an easy pick for you. I'm fine with Wilkes if Wilkes produces results here in his, his tryout right here. But I'm all, I've already said, Willie, I'm on the Jim Harbaugh bus. Back up a Brinks truck to Ann Arbor and be like, Harbaugh, we know you want to come back. He just interviewed for the uh, the Vikings job last year. And it just didn't – they didn't basically do what he, what he was asking for. I can easily see David Tepper wanting to make a splash. If we've got like a – I hate to look that far ahead, but say you got a high pick, you're going to get a quarterback, a young quarterback that Harbaugh can have a say in picking. You already got some defensive guys on the line. You got an offensive line that they fixed the past two years, which is Harbaugh's thing is making sure those lines are his type of offense, defensive line. You got pieces. It looks like San Francisco all over again. If he walks in here and has an opportunity to put a quarterback in, he wants and everything else. 
And he's the, he's an identity that matches the Panthers. He coaches tough nose, run the football, play defense, turnover. It's all the stuff we talk about. It fits. Now, would he want to come here? I don't know. Uh, I think money would convince him, and I think David Tepper would do it. But uh, again, we have a half season <laughs> before we even have to. That's all January talk. We'll get to all that uh, as we get to the end of the year. Um, they are rocking the all black uniforms on Thursday night. Uh, however, Brad, I hate to mention it to you. I don't know the exact numbers, but we are not good in the black uniforms. Uh, <laughs> are they wearing the black helmets, though? I think it's all black everything uh, Thursday yeah. night, if I'm not mistaken. The black helmets might add a little spice to it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know we got like a horrific record in all black. And I think those uniforms won like some kind of contest of like the best uniforms in the NFL a couple of years ago. It was the Panther all black uniform. And Panther Nation was like, oh, man, because we lose. <laughs> like Every time we wear it, we're, we're hot coming up the tunnel. we like, we looking fresh. And then we end up losing that game usually. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. I hope that they can. So that must be platform. that must mean that it's usually always like a Thursday night game, right? Yeah, it's usually like a night game, <laughs> uh, like a Thursday night game, Monday night game. They'll, they'll rock them or a late afternoon Sunday game. They'll rock them. And uh, yeah. I think they only do it once or twice a season, really. So, I mean. We'll see. I, I do think they're one of the best uniforms in the NFL, but uh, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Cordell Patterson is back uh, with the Falcons. Uh, he was not with them when we played them last week. He was still injured, so that's a key. Um, your thoughts on this Atlanta Falcon team? We just saw him last week. Uh, what, what do you think the Fal- I mean, the Panthers need to do to, to get a win here on a short week, Stu? Run the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, run, that's true. Run the ball, run, run the ball, and and just keep the ball on offense as yes. long as as long as possible. So stick so to the script. Skip, stick to the script. You know, you don't have to take huge chunks, but you don't want to take every shot lateral. Um, you want to move down the field. So, um, trust your quarterback. Got PJ coming back up. So I mean, I and I appreciate that move. You know what I'm saying? Like, what keeping PJ? That's, that's, yeah, keeping PJ as a starter for this game because that's really sending a message to the team. Like, we all mess up sometimes, <laughs> right? And like, this is really what coaches, what Coach Wilkes is saying. Like, hey, like you had a bad game, we had bad cards, whatever it is. Like, let's shake it off and move forward on a short week. You played these guys. You played these guys before. And you played a heck of a game, and that's what we need you to do. And we're at home. Period. Point blank. And we're at home. You so, know, it's a night game. We can show out a little bit. We're going to be on Amazon Prime. Um, yeah. I I do agree with Wilkes in that little bit of the press conference we saw, uh, courtesy of Panthers.com, where when they were asking about P.J. starting, and he was like, well, if I bench P.J. for his play Sunday, I have to bench a lot of people <laughs> for their play sure. on Sunday. Like, it yeah. wasn't just P.J. <laughs> like, the yeah. whole team – played very poorly so i kind of agree you can't really bench pj off of that because nobody did anything so right it wasn't like pj was out there you know just throwing three four interceptions and everybody else was playing well and we lost because of pj right. no i don't think i don't think that would have mattered <laughs> if pj right. was playing great it just the whole team played bad and it feels like we're good for one of those a season we'll right. have one game that just like there's no explanation for it no matter who the coach is you just run into a bus saw someplace and 
it just it feels like we get about one of them. Maybe that hopefully that was the only one. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't want any more of those. That was not fun on Sunday. I honestly feel good about this Thursday. Yeah. Um, you know, I, like if you look at the film, last game, what was our problem? Couldn't stop RPO. Stop RPO. And then we'll get them to have three and outs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the, but the, the possess, time of possession, like get these, I want to see 30, I want to see at least 30 first downs from the Carolina Panthers. Cause that will really establish, like, okay, you can actually control a game. Um, you just ran for 160 plus yards on this team <laughs> 10 yeah, days ago. <laughs> yeah, so let's do it again. Let's do it again. Like, let's do it again. And you know, and they're then, thinking about it. You know, and I would love to see, I would, I would love to see them get um, Chenault uh, involved in this game as well. But obviously, DJ Moore needs to get the ball. I want to, like, there needs to be a commitment to him in the early, early and often. And then obviously, you know, TMJ. I mean, I liked I liked what they did with you know Baker coming in there at the end mm-hmm. and giving him a lob in the end zone. You know, those are at the end of the day, they lost, but it was a it was a good rep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of things that <laughs> of things that we can ex, you know expect to see from TMJ, and um, so I mean, we got some players, man. We just need to go out there and execute, and that's a broken record by now, but. You know, they're hearing it too. They're dealing with it. They're prepping. Um, and again, players play, coaches coach. Uh, I really appreciate the the move that, you know, Wilkes is making with, you know, getting PJ back in there. Let me ask you this before we get out of here. Um, in terms of PJ and the quarterback room, because now it's crowded again, because Sam Darnold just came off of IR, well, really became available today. His 21 day window ended. Uh, or would have ended Tuesday. So he's now active. Baker Mayfield got in in the second half and relief for PJ. Uh, and pretty much the positive yards you see from our box score is from Baker being in there in the second half. And then you got PJ, who started the past couple of games, has had flashes of looking good, looking average. Uh, but he hasn't done anything in my mind to completely separate himself from from uh, the other two. I'm literally sitting here wondering, do I want to see Sam Darnold out there again? Because the last time we saw Sam Darnold, he had a depleted offense and his stats were starting to go down. But at the beginning of the year last year, when he had all of his pieces, he was playing pretty well. So is there a short leash for PJ is probably the best question I could ask you with both of those quarterbacks now active and possibly ready to go. They're paying them both 18 million plus, no matter if they play or not. But if, PJ's shaky Thursday night. Is that the end of the PJ Walker experiment too? Because that'd be two games straight and three of four, really. I mean, if we start playing football the way we did against the Cincinnati Bengals, I think you might, it's definitely going to be a short night. Um, <laughs> so I just hope that we go out there and really, you know, put some plays together, some sequences together. Um, that really show, you know, that these guys can actually ball. Again, they're kind of running out of uh, they're running out of road, but uh, we'll we'll see what they can do. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll see what they can do. Uh, you want to you want to give a prediction for this one? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go twenty four. 17. Hmm. Panthers. 
I um I think this is gonna be a real ugly game. I think it's gonna be a rock fight uh between two <laughs> teams that are <laughs> struggling right now, kinda. Um I think it's gonna be a low scoring game too. I'm gonna go yeah. I'm giving it to the Panthers because they're at home and they really need it. So I'm trying to will this into existence. I'm gonna go 17 13 Carolina. Yeah. Um and even that, I feel like it might be less than that. Uh like to win 13, this game. 10? Yeah, one of these real low scoring field goal type games where neither team can really get a grip. Because it, it I'm taking into account it's Thursday. And I cannot remember a single Thursday night game ever that I've watched where I was like, man, this is some good football. <laughs> you know, like I can't I can't think of a single one where I'm like, did you see that Thursday night game? Like they were balling on Thursday. They always look like they're kind of sore to me. Like they'll tackle you, but they ain't gonna run through you as if it was Sunday. You know, like a lot uh, of business, a lot of business decisions made. Yeah, on yeah, and maybe Atlanta's looking at it like, okay, this is a game that we can kind of let slide a little bit because we still got a little traction in the division. Carolina needs it more uh, than than Atlanta does, which is weird to say, but yeah, I'm gonna go like seventeen thirteen Carolina. Um, Eventually, I'm going to start. If they keep losing these games, eventually, I'm going to turn to Skyler and start picking another team. I, I realize I've been picking Carolina every week. <laughs> they disappointed me every single time I pick them. I think the ones I didn't pick them were the ones they won. So maybe it's me. Maybe it's me, Panther Nation. Maybe I'm jinxing the team. Who knows? So, oh, wait. I think you're on mute, Stu. Oh, yeah. I said, don't give yourself too much credit. <laughs> oh, they deserve the majority of it for sure. They deserve they 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 reap what they sow. Um, but yeah, your 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 final text from last night still rings true. Panther Nation, we're still in this. As weird as it sounds, two and stay seven. prayed up, pray, stay <laughs> prayed up, stay solid. Read your Bible. Make sure y'all have family dinners this week. Yeah, because it's it's wild to me that we're still in. I feel good about it because we have to do a podcast on this and. It, it makes me feel better that we're not mathematically eliminated nine weeks into the season. Cause any other year, it feels like we would be at this point yeah. at two and seven. Um, yeah. We're not the only ones struggling. Imagine if you were a green Bay Packer fan right now, like they're, they're going through it. Yeah. <laughs> they're going, they had aspirations. Like they're going through it right now. So I knew out the bad. gate when Devonte Adams got yeah. up out of there. A, a-, a-, a- Ron was by himself. <laughs> he just need, Hey, I hope that bag keeps him warm at night. Cause that's really, the only at reason the at, the day, point, at the end of the day he got a bag, so I ain't I don't feel bad for big, him. He got a big old Scrooge McDuck bag at that. So I mean that might be one of their problems. I don't know how they finances being I gotta put my man on layaway. Like where do you think where, where do you think Odell Beckham's gonna go? I would imagine he'll go to one of these top teams, but what do you have? An ACL? He tore his ACL? Yeah. How long does it take? It's like a year to come back from that, isn't it? At least. It's only been a year yet. It's been like eight months. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him in Dallas, to be honest. Um, Yeah, I want to say Dallas is nice. Green Bay, I feel like if he goes to Green Bay, he'll end up being I don't don't want him to go to Green Bay. No, stay away from there, uh, OBJ, because I feel like if things go wrong, he's going to become the scapegoat if he's there. You know, Aaron Rodgers and Odell didn't give up. I don't think that would work. (laughs) Just put him over over there with Dak and them. That would work. That would work. And I think he would be willing to, to do that too. Um, is he close to coming back? Because I keep hearing his name popping up. I mean, he must be. I mean, 
he got hurt in the Super Bowl, which was in February. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, he's right on track. It's nine months. So, I mean, by the time Fatim grabs him right now, you know, we got eight games left. He might be ready to go last two season, last two games mm-hmm. of the season um, and be ready for, for that playoff and try, go try to find another Super Bowl. What if he went to, like, Tampa Bay? You need to go ahead and come to Carolina. Hey, come on in here. Come on in here and give, uh, <laughs> give PJ some targets. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and we're going to stop it right here. Carolina, Atlanta, <laughs> Thursday night, 8.05 p.m., Amazon Prime. So it's not on regular TV. You got to have Amazon Prime to watch this game Thursday night. Uh, Skyler will be back with us Friday. Uh, we'll recap the game. Uh, we'll probably do a little around the NFL as well. I'm sure we'll have something for Tell Them Why You're Mad since we're playing on Thursday. So that'll be in there as well. It's also open mailbox. Uh, each episode, so you guys chime in. Um, uh, something real quicker before we get out of here. Brad makes an interesting point. Carolina wins twenty-four to twenty. Then Atlanta loses the following week, like all the teams have the week after playing us. Fun fact: every single team that has beaten us this year has lost the following week. I don't know what that means. I don't know what to do with it, but it, that's there. So either you can look at it like, well, man, we really wearing these teams out. They get the win and then they lose the next week, or yeah. <laughs> it's just a fluky coincidence. But Either way, and Atlanta's on a bye next week, so we'll have to wait two weeks to see if it's still uh, the case. No, since he's on a bye this upcoming week, so we'll see if that's the case when they come back. But uh, we'll be back Friday afternoon, so check your social media uh, accounts and whatnot and the YouTube channel for the notification for that. Uh, For Jonathan Stewart, I'm Desmond Johnson. You've been watching and listening to the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast on Believe Podcast Networks. Keep pounding. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.